Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to HGO, the show where we talk about everything that's hot in the world of gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host with the Comos. It's Hunter. Hey, Hunter, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing just swell. It's just us. I don't us have two. any weird either-or questions yeah. for you this week. Instead, I just want you to imagine okay, a T-Rex, mm -hmm. but with octopus arms. That's a bit creepy. I'm not gonna lie. Like that's a bit of a nightmare you right there. It came to me because I was like, aside from meteors and cold weather, a T-Rex's biggest weakness is the fact that its arms are small. Yeah. If it had like long arms, it would be unstoppable. Yeah. No. You've got a good point. It, it feels like something Japan should have or, like is already done. You know what I mean? Like this feels like it's in an anime somewhere. You know. <laughs> It, just, it might it, be. I don't it, know. If it is, I haven't seen it, though. It was just something I thought of. So, uh, no, if anyone I, I, knows if the anime that contains the T-Rex with octopus arms, please comment. Yeah, please do let us know. Um, but yeah, it's nice to be with you here. Just us two, because we're recording on yeah. Sunday, because you weren't available yesterday, and I was too distracted playing Among Us with a group of friends. And now, uh, we're, we're literally, as we're recording, it's the Super Bowl. Hi, um... We, we don't care. I don't care about the Super Bowl because I'm in the UK. I don't care um, about football either. Yeah. Have you seen so, me? If you're wondering where the weeb wonder is, he's watching the Super Bowl. Or at least I assume he is. If he isn't, yeah, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, just fill time for a second. Fill time for a second. Oh, you love it. But yeah, Kyle is away from... Um, uh, Kyle's away watching the Super Bowl, Sam's also watching the Super Bowl, and Jack's drinking, so you're just going to have to put up with us two uh, for a little bit. But if you didn't know, this is HGO, uh, where we usually come to talk about everything that's hot in the world of gaming. You can find us on podcast services everywhere, including Google, <laughs> Play, SoundCloud, not SoundCloud, gosh, I cannot do this, uh, Spotify, uh, YouTube, uh, wherever you get your podcast, we're on there, Apple Podcasts, you name it, uh, you can find us on there. If you go to Linktree slash Hot Gamers Only, that's Linktree tr.ee slash hot gamers only um you can find all of the podcast services that we're on as well as all the social medias that we're on you can follow us at hot games only on twitter or go to bit.ly slash hgoyt hit us with a sub so we can get to 100 subs and cal can do his mario 64 playthrough and all that shenanigans what actually happened did you like drop your drink or something uh <laughs> i don't even know what happened like physically i think my my bottle nearly fell out of my hand, which caused my other hand to jump, which made my drink from the cup fall out. Ah. And so I never thought that this little doohickey would have a utility, but I've got a pair of pants that comes with like a little half kilt thing that I like to wear. <laughs> yeah. So it all, all of the drink just fell on that and my pants are still dry. Hey, and there I just you go. have to put that thing through the washer. Yeah, you're just gonna have to you're gonna have to watch that back, guys. See what actually happened. We're gonna have to like yeah. slow mo that. <laughs> Give us um, a little fight replay. Yeah, exactly. But I um I'm not going to do that in editing because we've got to rush this out. Like I said, it's Sunday. We're recording this. Yeah. Like like in twelve hours this thing's gotta be going up. Uh, but remember, five PM UK time, twelve PM Eastern. Um we usually go live. Got a bit of housekeeping for you. Uh, some people noticed last week, very eagle-eyed of you, that the podcast version of, uh, the podcast services version of the episode went live a tiny bit early. And someone was like, the episode's out. And my response to that is, I know, the way that Anchor works, who's who we are, the, who distributes the podcast on uh, Apple Music and all that jazz, um, lets you set a time for when you upload, when the podcast goes live. But we've been setting it at 5pm UK time every week and because it takes forever for them to update their software their services the episode wasn't going out until um 
half five, quarter to six, whatever. So from now on, I'm setting the podcast to go live at four on those services. So hopefully by the time it's 5 p.m. and you're expecting the episode to be up, it's already up. So audio listeners, you finally have a reason to listen to audio. You get it a bit earlier. You can get a it tiny early. bit earlier. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There you go. And if you're wondering, I'm going to try this as well. Someone's, uh, if you're wondering, why was this podcast not up at five, but up at like 501 or 502? We're just trying to cheat the system and get on top of po- uh, sub feeds for a bit. You're welcome. That's all we're doing. We're just cheesing the system a bit. So there you go. That's a bit of uh, housekeeping in that regard. Uh, we've got some, we've actually, we've got some something else. We've got some reviews coming out in the next uh, week or so. Hunt is in the middle yeah. of his um, 13 Sentinels review. I am indeed. Um, Chipping away at that. Yeah, and I'm on. I'm on my way to having a Destructions All Stars review as well. Up, they'll probably both be up at some point this week. Um, we'll see what happens with the both of them. Um, but yeah, be sure to keep an eye out on the YouTube channel for that. But with that out of the way, uh, like I say, this is going to be a very chilled kind of podcast episode this week. Very kind of lo-fi, just kind of chilling. Um, we're just going to talk about some games because there's been quite a few releases this week. So we're just going to talk about them uh, in no particular order. So shall we um, Shall we start with Destruction All-Stars, Hunter? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. So, What's the deal with that game? Right. Um, the best way to describe it's one of those car rampage games. I don't know. They've got a name. There's like car uh, Rex. Car nah. Combat. Car combat, yeah, vehicular combat game. Thank you, Hunter. That's the term that Wikipedia uses when I look up. Uh, I was like, how do I describe this game? And I went to Wikipedia, and I was like, ah, that's how you do it. Um, but no, it's kind of a vehicular combat game where, you know, tw- everyone knows Twisted Metal, right? Everyone's been like, where is Twisted Metal? And this is like, th- this is just the, I think this is the closest you're going to get for now, but it's... Oh, it's, feels it's, bad. It's kind of like Twisted Metal meets a hero shooter kind of like overwatch or valorant if that makes any kind of sense um effectively there are 16 uh all-stars as they're called they're not heroes they're all-stars uh and each character has their own special vehicle that has its own special ability and also has their own ability on foot because there's a platformer element to this game it's very weird um but you're basically put in the middle of an arena and there's multiple game modes and each person plays a different hero and it's kind of a weird mix of Twisted Metal and Overwatch, Valorant kind of thing. It's so weird. Um, but uh, in terms of games, there's like there's, there's four game modes and one thing you're going to find out when I get to the review is there's not much gameplay. Like There's not much <laughs> to this game, right? There very much is. What they have is good. But I don't think there's enough. There definitely wasn't enough to justify a seventy dollar price tag at the start when they originally planned to release it. Well, at least they realized that. Yeah. Um But we don't know if they plan on charging for it in the future, so it's a really hard review to write because I'm writing it getting it for free, but in two months they might be charging thirty dollars for it. So I don't know. That's that's a good point. I, yeah. I don't know the deal. Um but there's four main game modes. There's uh I don't remember if car- there's like a, there's basically a ran- regular like free for all destruction mode. I think it's called Carnage. I'm probably wrong, um, but there's that mode. There's a battle royale. There's like a there's like a hexagon mode. If you've played Fall Guys and you've played Hexagon, there is yeah it's an arena that's filled with hexagons and the hexagons disintegrate after a certain period of time. So the the whole arena is just falling apart and it's the last person standing like a battle royale. 
um, which is an interesting little game mode. Both of those are free-for-alls. Um, then there's two uh, team modes. One's called Carnado, which I think is the best mode in the game. Uh, Carnado. Yeah, there's a tornado in the middle of the map. And the idea is, uh, is every time you destroy someone else's vehicle, you get points. But the only way for you to bank your points is to drive your car into the tornado and destroy it. That's what banks the points. So if someone else destroys your car, you lose all your points and you've got to start capturing them again. Um, it's a really interesting game mode. It's kind of like you have. It's just funny being like, "Oh, I've got max points on my really powerful car now, so I have to, you know, give it an 07 and drive it into a tornado." <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's kind of interesting. And then the final one, which is the worst one, is like a domination-style game mode hunter, where you destroy a car, it drops some gears on the floor, and you have to pick up the gears by getting out of your car in a car battle simulator game. Oh no, not Gears of Floor. Yeah, Gears of Floor. That's what they should have called it. They should have called it Gears (laughs) of Floor. That would have been funny. Um, But you essentially have to pick up the gears and then drop them in three points, like in Domination. And whoever's got the most gears in that point at the moment owns it and it's whoever owns the mo- two of the eight areas wins at the end of the game is essentially that that's the worst mode in the game that does sound like it's pretty um silly. and and that's it for the online content there's only those four game modes that's it and two of them are free for all so if you're like me i played with ed you'll see in the review footage that ed, uh, that ed so graciously downloaded the game so that i could get an opinion on what the game's like uh, in co-op <laughs> half the game's locked out to you if you play with your friends which is baffling. You can't you can't play the free for all mode. You can't just go in with your friend and play against each other anyway online. That doesn't make sense. You're yeah. just locked. Stockpile is the game mode with the gears. I remember it. You're locked out. To, you're locked into stockpile and carnado. Um, That's strange. Really fucking strange. Um, which is a shame that there's so little content for multiplayer because the gameplay is solid. It's really fucking solid. The game runs at 60. The the cars control really well. Like, I'm I'm really picky when it comes to vehicle, like, controls in a video game, right? But they drift really smoothly. The handbrake works really well. The cars feel good. And so does the platforming, surprisingly. It's not a haphazard mechanic. It's not, like, um... You can jump out of your car at any point and you can collect these little crystals around the map, which help you increase... They basically... You can... You can get your car and your special abilities in two ways, by either destroying other people's cars and causing havoc, or getting out of your car and doing some sick parkour stunts to get some of these gems that help build up your booster even more. Um, and there's there's some fun gameplay with it, man. Like, for example, if you perfectly dodge, it's, it's like Smash. If you do a fucking perfect parry on a fucking dodge on a car as your... Uh, on your foot you can then jump on their roof and take their fucking car like you can do like a quick time event to steal their car uh you can either steal it or wreck it yeah it's cool yeah it's it's really it's a really cool idea and stuff like that um there's some really good gameplay to it it's just there's not much to it the the character roster is super diverse um one thing that you'll notice that i say in my review is it has the most these hero shooters they like to claim that oh look at this diverse set of characters and when like for example for overwatch they're like monkey hamster yeah like that's the kind of diversity you know or they like to take the um they like to take the jk rowling approach to things where they say oh trace is gay like two years after launch when 
everyone knew you should just be fucking open with it and just don't hide that to a twitter thing just be open with it and just put it there this game has this game has a character who has blades and is basically a paralympian and a scientist uh, this ca- game has a trans character. This game has multiple fa- multiple uh, faiths and religions and backgrounds covered in this game. And they don't, like, pinpoint it as a part of their fucking personality or anything like that. They, they're just there. It's a really diverse set of individual characters. Some are crazy. Like, you have the wacky characters. Like, for example, you have Box top who is a guy who is a british postman who just has a fucking cardboard box on his head who he's, he's drawn a smiley face on because he's scared of people seeing his face um or you have like the anime character i think she's actually from korea but that her name sounds like he could be a character in killing floor yeah it sounds exactly. like the weird kind of backstory blurb i'd read from that game <laughs> yeah or there's the character like twinkle riot is her name who she's got like the anime like cat fucking mask you'll see she's in the thumbnail as well i've already made the thumbnail for this episode um she's like she's got like this animated mask that changes emotions whenever things are happening so if you're doing terrible she'll have like a frowny face and get angry when people destroy her cars and stuff like that and all the animations and everything so good one thing i want to know also know about this is every character the main theme is fucking amazing and when you select a character on the character selection screen each person has their own rendition of that theme that then switches when you selected that character just a little touch oh, that i'm cool. like that's so cool the character roster is so diverse and like so well like executed where i'm like i'm really impressed it's just a damn shame that for a hero shoot like a hero kind of concept game it feels like the f- doesn't matter you, it's just which card so do you like. Play the same. But, yeah, because you don't not you don't get your car straight away. There's like three different car types. There's light, there's medium, heavy, and you're all in those until you build up your car, and then you have your special car. So you get your car like three mm-hmm. times a game, two times a game, and they're cool. But to me, there's nothing that's like oh, there's a meta here. It's just which one fits your playstyle. That's the character you play now. It doesn't really feel like it's been made for a meta or for like making a com- making it competitive it's just like oh this guy's car goes shifts car goes invisible do you want an invisible car for a bit you play that character not necessarily like oh this is good for this situation and this is good for that it's finicky and there's every character has a like on foot ability there's the, there's the car and then there's the on foot ability and there's no fucking point to the on foot abilities because they're all to do they're all like oh all of them make you run faster, all of them make you double jump. That's great. But then each person has a unique one, like, oh, your punches do more damage, or your punches let you fly further across the map. But no one does, like, no one's doing this kind of combat. No one's punching each other or doing that kind of combat, so it just feels pointless, like they just wasted their time. I was going to say, can you actually get... So, assuming that more than one per- person was outside of their car at once, you could, like, engage in, like, fisticuffs or whatever? Yeah, you can, but it's really clunky. It's the one thing that doesn't feel good. It feels like it kind of auto-locks you onto them, and then it always misses, and they don't feel good to hit. So oh, it's really it's like dodging a melee attack and uncharted. Yeah. It kind, it, it that is actually what it feels like. That is actually what it feels like. Yeah, um, but it's it's like it's a shame because they put so much time into making these unique characters and have a roster that actually feels diverse. It isn't fucking game industry diverse, if you know what I mean. Where it's like, yeah. 
where it's like, oh yes, look, we have these stereotypical characters that all come from, like, there's some stereotypes in there and there's some wacky characters, but it actually feels like they went to an effort to represent as many people as they can. And I'm sure the people that aren't currently represented by a character, they'll add one in the future, is what I assume. Um, but it's 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 really weird that they put so much time into it, but at the end of the day, it's more of a, it's not like an ins and outs being like, oh, okay, in Carnado, I want to use this character. It's more of what vehicle do I like the most? Cool, I'm playing them. It's kind of the um, it's the Overwatch idea of when you're playing quick play, where it's just like people don't pick what character's good for a map or good for a game mode. They're just like, I like Tracer, and that's like me with like, oh, I like Shift, or I like Twinkle Riot as a character, but her car fucking sucks, so I'm never picking her. Like it's like it's <laughs> there's no, it doesn't feel like there's a meta to it. There's also one final mechanic uh, called a break it's called break tokens where there's like if you collect five break tokens which you collect on foot everyone on your team instantly gets their car charged and everyone gets their special oh, car at one time it's game breaking the reason the reason it's game breaking is because it's not yet yeah, it's not in the tutorials and no one knew about it the only reason me and ed found out was because he was like, what's this break thing? I'm just going to go and explore it because I'm terrible at this game anyway. And we just instantly got our cards and we're like, oh, this is broken. No one knows about this. So we just started winning every game because no one knew about it. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is great. Um, But I'm sure it's a balanced mechanic when everyone knows and you you have the couple of people on each team going for them. And I'm sure it feels a bit more balanced. But to us, it was just insta win button every time. It was just, oh cool we were like timing our break so it was like oh don't hit the fifth break yet because because no one else is going for us so we were just like oh i've got my car so don't hit the fifth break yet let me use my car first and we just do that it's it's kind of crazy but no um so yeah the multiplayer is there's a lot there's there's a lot to like the game's really fun but man does the like but man is there not enough content and then we get to the single player when holy shit if this was a 70 dollar game it would have been bashed to hell because the single player is fucking awful um you have your like you have your ai battles which is fine you expect that in this kind of game to have like an ai mode for training purposes there's some tutorials also fine but you have these like all-star like um stories where it's like it's like a it's like a smash uh campaign you know where you play like seven stages um yeah. in, in the classic mode it's like that it's like that but it feels more like playstation all-stars when they did it in that where each one has a rival and you like play that story and Do you get like a beginning middle and end cutscene. you get a beginning and an end cutscene, and they're all oh, shit yeah, it's, it's just like the one you get that you get for free you only get one for free by the way um it's just like you have this macho guy it's like haha hey guys i'm great and then uh, this other character's like i think you're shit and he's like i'll show you and at the end he's like i showed you but you weren't my mm. respect and it's like okay whatever but the gameplay in between is so shit because it's just ai training battles where you have like a couple of requirements for a couple of stars and then like shitty time trial mini games that aren't fun it's awful the content just is absolutely shit. And they expect you to pay like $3 for each of these tr- these like mini campaigns because with microtransactions, we'll get on to like actual dollars? Yeah, actual dollars with coins. Oh, and... no. Mm-hmm. And there's 16 characters, so they expect you to pay for 15 of these. 
Um, do you think and they, they decided to make it free? Yeah, hundred percent. This was this this. Or do this you think thing... they would have charged seventy dollars and then done this anyway? No, I think that I think this content is the content that they were like, well, we're not giving them this for free. We're not giving them the shitty single player that we would have just put in there for seventy to make it seventy dollars anyway. It's absolutely yeah. ludicrous how boring and shit it is. To the point where I played it and I was like, I don't know, I don't know if this game's any good. And then I went online because I did the single player first. I'm like, oh no, it's just the single player that's shit. But no, I will talk about the microtransactions because they're shit. They're actually egregious. They are your shitty... They're kind of... Imagine Fall Guys, but where Fall Guys had all the cool stuff locked behind crowns that you had to earn in-game, and the kudos system was very generous. You earned enough kudos in that game to buy anything that you wanted, really. You didn't have to spend microtransactions at all in Fall Guys. Um, Destruction All-Stars. I played for a dozen hours, and I was able to get one of the legendary skins. Currently, each character has one, so I got one out of 16 skins of the good skins for the characters in 12 hours. (laughs) Not buying anything else. And that's it. It's awful. And including that in the single play, it's fucking awful. So it's such a mixed bag. I can, like, I can see they tried their hardest. I can see that they've put a lot of effort into it and that people are there talented and of doing a good job with the characters and the way it feels but the lack of content um the kind of i can i can kind of excuse the fact that the heroes don't feel like there's a valid reason to like have a load of heroes right because they're just oh each car's unique right that's fair enough right the fact that you d- there's not necessarily any like meta or competitive edge to it in my opinion doesn't really i'm not going to strike that as a bad thing because it's just oh it's just a fun little like um casual kind of little car derby demolition derby thing excuse that but the shitty single player and the shitty microtransactions are stopping me from going oh yeah even if this was twenty dollars i'd recommend it i wouldn't because if it is if it ends up being twenty dollars and then they're charging three dollars for each shitty story mode nah dude hell no so it's it's a mixed bag but i have hope like i hope they keep adding stuff for free and that they eventually allow you a way to get the items in the game and get these story modes for not for not a ridiculous amount of time or money investment. Um, yeah. But it's such a weird mixed bag. Like, I like it, but not... Like, after 12 hours, I was done. I'm done with it. I don't feel like I need to go and play it more. I've had my fill. It's an interesting one. I, I feel like that'll probably end up being the takeaway for most people who give it yeah a shot like i don't imagine this will keep its legs it's not, for super it's, long it's not a, it's not a full guys it's not a rocket league it doesn't have that instant replayability to me like with full guys yeah. yes i stopped playing it after like the first season but man i put 72 hours into it and it was one of those games where it was like oh just one more one more and i'll play it or rocket league which has gone on to be this massive thing i don't see this happening but yeah i hope that they add enough content to keep people engaged and going forward, I mean, but maybe. It's, it's such a. I could see them adding a few fun. other characters or whatever, do that kind of thing, since mm-hmm. the whole hero model tends to. Especially because, given the type of game it is, like throwing in Sweet Tooth there would be a free headline. Yeah. Eventually. It would. Just like, but no. There's some interesting mechanics, and it all plays really well, in my opinion. There's just not enough content to back it up. And what is there, especially in the single player realm, is fucking atrocious. Um. So yeah, you'll find out in my review. I'll basically say, while it's free on Plus, fuck it. Go and try it and see if you like it. But if they start charging $20 for this shit, that's when I'd be more like, hang on a minute. 
bit hesitant on it. I hope they just keep it free forever, to be honest. If they're going to keep that shitty microtransaction system in there. I wouldn't be all that shocked if they were like, okay, so it was free for plus, but now we've decided that it's just going to stay free to play. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, We'll see how it turns out, but there you go. I'm done. That's my Destruction All-Stars ramble. If you want to hear more, I'll have a review up this week, uh, so look forward to it. Um, Hunter, something that also got added to Plus this month was a Control Ultimate Edition. Um, oh, yeah. Which is on PS5. I haven't played Control before, but you have. So I've, I've, I've played the first 20, 30 minutes of Control on PS5 to see how it's running and how it's doing um so i can talk about how well the game runs but in terms of the actual game itself this is your floor what do you think of control and you know give us the one two give us the download whatever all right so control was really interesting like they managed to build their setting the oldest house or whatever Mm-hmm. For the first time in a really long time, I found reading the little notes that you find around a place to be interesting. Like in something like The Last of Us, like, oh, this person who lived here died. That sucks. There's a couple <laughs> but... of cool ones. There's like, there's like, actually, when I say there's a couple, there's like one, there's like Ishmael or whatever. That's a cool one. Uh, but but <laughs> with control, all the time I was finding notes that it was like banned objects, number two pencils. And I was like, why is that? I just wanted to know more about this place the more I read the things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that was something. Their settings really good. Uh for being a third person action game and like if action adventure type of game, like you tend to like fill in the slot of like Uncharted or something in your head almost. It yeah. I feel like it's plays more exciting than that because there's no cover system. I feel like it shoots better when you're actually just shooting. Yeah. So that's also a positive. And then they add in the powers and stuff. And let me tell you, I think telekinesis is one of the first ones you get. And telekinesis is an underutilized power in video games. Yeah, it is. It's actually. so satisfying. Like off the yeah, off the top of my head, I've got control, Bioshock, and then this wacky game I played on the PS2 called Psyops also had <laughs> telekinesis. Yeah. And then, like, I guess Half-Life's Gravity Gun basically did the same thing. Which mm-hmm. honestly makes you think that it would have been something that got way overused because of Half-Life, but, you know. It's interesting whatever. as well, because I don't even, like, when I've seen, I've seen gameplay control, and I did mess with it. I did mess with it a little bit. I did get into a battle. Um, but it's one of those interesting things where it's like, it feels really good to use. Like, my problem with Half-Life, and it will always be my problem with Half-Life, is... I appreciate what it did, but at the same time, it's a clunky ass video game. Like it just does not f- like it does not feel good to me. Like the gravity gun does not feel good to me at all. Um, yeah. It's just it's a bit jank. It is like a, it feels like it feels like someone made it in Gary's mod. But that's funny because obviously Gary's mod is on the same engine. But it's like no, this is this was prior to Gary's mod. I'm like oh okay weird. <laughs> But with control, like just from the bit brief so like power, it's so smooth to it's so smooth control like to control, uh, badumtis with that. Little very plot. very few things bring me as much joy as either a like henchmen or little, the little crony people. I don't know if they're what they're eventually due to shoot rockets and yeah. Let me tell you, 
if you think that swinging it around as Spider-Man and throwing those things back is fun, just stopping it short of hitting you and then throwing it back at them is also a lot of fun. Or even better is when you like take out one of the bigger, like typical beefy dudes that pop up in these games all the time. Then you can start using that dude's body to just chuck at people. Oh, nice. You can just, yeah, nice. You <laughs> yeah can it's bodies great. And stuff. Cool. Yeah. It's, it's, I enjoy it quite a bit. But now, um, What's the story like for Control? Because uh, for those of you, for those who haven't, um, for those who don't know who what Control is, because Control's a weird game where it got a load of Game of the Year noms, but not many people played it. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is the true. kind of what so, is what is the, n- n- without spoilers? Like, what is the premise essentially? So the setup is essentially the Bureau of Control. Think like Men in Black, you know, they pop up for, except it's supernatural events and not exactly like aliens. They pop up, they do your little mind wipey thing and keep everything under wraps. Mm -hmm. Essentially, Jesse, the protagonist and her brother were like witness to one of these things and her brother disappeared and she goes to the Bureau of Control to look for him after being able to find it. And then from there on, you know, no one's around and she just keeps looking and eventually, like, this all happens in the first, like, 30 minutes to an hour. The director is dead, like, seemingly yeah. shot himself, or someone shot him. And she picks up his gun and inherits the title of director. Yeah. And needs to, like, go and stop the, they call it the hiss, is the yeah entity that's screwing with the weird, the like, yeah, the weird little, like, I don't know how to describe it, is... It's like this weird, I don't know, it's it's like a weird alien kind of looking thing, like, entity. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just like an entity that's screwing with the Bureau, mm-hmm. essentially, and Jessie's just looking for her brother, and she's a really decent protagonist for this kind of thing, too, because she's not all, like, wide-eyed and stupid, but she has, like, seemingly human reactions to everything, like, oh, man, that's weird. Yeah. And you get to hear her in her monologue, too, so when people are coming by and being all, like, silly, she can snark at them without actually being rude yeah so that's nice yeah she does she does seem uh, pretty interesting like i say my time's been pretty limited i basically got a gun uh shot a couple of people and was like oh cool moving <laughs> I've, I've got to record a podcast i do plan on playing control it's just i've got such a backlog of games i was like need to do my justice for the podcast and then i'll come back to this i don't want to rush um through it yeah. but it's got it's got creepy it's got quite a creepy atmosphere like it's a weird one like at first, yeah. I was like, "Is this a horror game?" Like, because I was like, "This is probably like." <laughs> I mean, they could have made it one if they wanted to. Oh, but... I hundred percent believe they could have. It's not that dark, but it's it's got a very like interesting atmosphere to it, very unique. Um, oh, the little loading streams when you die are cool too. It's like this little red like fog type of thing. Yeah, and I'm like, oh man, that looks neat. Mm-hmm. Um, as for as for performance on the PS5, for those of you. Who care? That's the version I played. I do not have a Series X, so um, I'm sure it runs the exact same, if not a little bit better, for those Xbox fans that want to hear that. Um, it's basically you get two options. It's it's the standard options now, which I hope is going to be for every game going forward. It's would you like the? I think it's forty. I think both are forty and forty p. You can hold me to that. Um, the the performance mode might be ten eighty. But I believe it's just one mode. It's 30 FPS with ray tracing, 
and the other one's 60 fps without ray tracing i tried both of them and just like everything this generation uh i went straight back to performance mode because i'm like gosh 30 fps once you've got the once you get a toggle like on ps4 i was pretty like yeah 30 fps is fine but once you get a toggle where you can very clearly see the difference i'm like i don't give a shit about looking at my reflection i'll just take the frames mm-hmm. um but it's running really well for a game that i heard had a lot of issues on base consoles originally um they did say that didn't they yeah uh, i never like really ran into a whole lot of issues when mm-hmm. i played it except for coming out of like the map menu or like the pause menu was always it took a second but yeah there's not a value like actually actually in motion and stuff it never like stuttered or anything for me no um... actually coming out of the map and stuff even though i know this wasn't intentional even looked kind of cool because when you it would like catch up to itself and it would have this kind of like grain of sand type of effect over you oh, nice. when you're trying to like move the camera <laughs> i was like huh that was clearly probably not what they wanted to do but it still almost <laughs> works to their benefit nice but no it runs really well um basically what you're expecting from it and it was nice that it's a free upgrade it sucks for the people that bought the ultimate edition like three months ago because they were just buying it for the ps5 version oh yeah because it's like a it's like a hundred dollars for the ps5 version too yeah because you have to pay for the garbage (laughs) ultimate edition you know so yeah the nice thing here though is that i haven't played the dlc yet so if i so desire to i could you know download it and give that a try yeah it does come with the dlc so um yeah but no uh what i i i'd say it's a plus game so it's very easy to say if you have plus give it a download and try it we don't have to really convince you but um the next gen version seems to be running really well um from my brief time of it so if you're wondering if you want to wait for the ps5 go for it but they're like fucking unicorns so um it's true if you really want to wait that long uh you go for it um finally before uh we talk about some stuff that isn't from this week i am going to very quickly mention it because um i don't know it's in my name it's my username on like all the social media so i feel like i should mention it there was a new zombies release for this week for call of duty um i haven't i don't know this it's interesting i thought i thought about writing like mini reviews just for the zombies maps because i don't give a shit about anything else i thought about doing that so i might still mm-hmm. if i have enough time this month there's a lot of stuff coming this month maybe in march i might do like a catch-up when there's fuck all to do um videos for march videos for march exactly um but no chaotic ether for those of you who haven't noticed is it comes from uh the zombies mode in call of duty um a very sad reason for uh, a name to come up but there you go so there's a new map that came out called vibe ac and it's really fucking good um they're on a roll at the moment um black ops 4 was a real low point for zombies because everyone fucking hated it it ran like ass it had the worst hud of a video game i've ever seen in my life which is a really funny criticism that like most people don't give a shit about huds on games but it was that bad that just people that don't usually look at this stuff was hated it it was that bad um yeah it was really bad and the entirety of the second half of the dlc for that game which you had to pay for was remakes of old content so it was really fucking shit um but they started off well with d machina which was the first map this game then dlc is now free 
and they've released a map called Firebase Z, which is the first new map in this story for five years. <laughs> really bad. Um, but it's really damn good. It's really fucking good. Like, it's super solid, and I'd highly recommend that if you own the game, you can hop in and get all the zombies maps for free anymore. You don't have to do what I used to do, which was pay full price for a game at launch, and then pay full price for an expansion pass that you only paid played the zombie section for i got ripped off every time so now just get the zombies mode and it's really damn good um they don't they did everything that i'd want them to do the easter eggs not bullshit there's a plenty of story stuff i'd recommend it so i'm just gonna give a quick shout out to it because definitely go and play it i might talk about it more in depth uh in a video for nerds that actually care about that kind of shit but uh <laughs> it's really damn good and i'm really happy to see that zombies has kind of got a bit of love again um and i really hope that activision notices this and doesn't cut the budget halfway through like they did last time um oh, because it's no. really nice having cutscenes again it's really nice having story again please activision don't fuck us over again that'd be wonderful um but no it's really good definitely go play it right i've talked enough hunter finally i cannot talk about this game so you're gonna have to do the heavy lifting what have All you been right. playing all right, so after I finished up Aegis Rim in between like writing the review and stuff, I started playing Spirit Fair, which was mm-hmm. the other game from last year that I didn't quite get around to. Yeah. And it is one of those management, resource management, build your own town type of things, like a Stardew Valley or an Animal Crossing, from what I understand. I'm in. Except with the, <laughs> with the hook of your managing the fairy that, you know, takes the souls of the dead away to the afterlife. Which is what got me. Yeah, it's like, an interesting Stardew concept. Valley is just kind of like, make a farm, because... I love um, it, dude. I, the thing with Stardew Valley is that Stardew Valley will always be one of my favorite games of all time. Not because of... It's a really good, damn good game, but I'm envious. You know how people are envious of Toby Fox for making Undertale all by himself, essentially? I'm not, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but Concerned Ape, who, Eric Baroni, who's the developer of Stardew Valley, he did that entire game by himself, and that's a way bigger game than fucking Undertale. I'm like, that is, like, a yeah. round of applause. You're a fucking madman for making that game by yourself, but I love Stardew Valley. And Spirit Spiritfarer's game has been on my list. Yeah. I wasn't hating on Stardew Valley. I was just saying, like, Animal Crossing and Stardew Valley, which was just kind of like, do this. Oh, they're very, yeah, because. they're very, they're very much piss about simulators. Where <laughs> I'm just no like, yeah, I don't know about that, but Spirit Fair, like the whole uh, afterlife iconography, mm-hmm. is appealing to me, as yeah. one might guess from the first half of my username. <laughs> really, I but, never would have guessed. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool. Its art style is great. Oh man. It does have a good art style. I do. I love hand drawn things so much. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. hilarious. Like Aegis Rim came out. That's or Aegis Rim was what I was playing before. Also good, you know, hand drawn thing. This the next thing I'm going to play is Persona Five Strikers, which is going to have a cool art style. I'm eventually gonna hit a I'm eventually gonna hit the oh no, I'm back to a lame three D model you know, just hyper-realistic looking stuff. <laughs> I'm going to be like, no, I miss when video games were pretty. That's genuinely how I've been recently, is, like, um, 
I've been, we might mention this at the end, I've been trying to play Watch Dogs Legion, and every time I play it for, like, a couple of hours, uh, I'm just like, oh, why I miss games that had an actual art style to them that just wasn't, yeah. oh, gritty, like, controlled city that just with every character looking the same i'm like damn i miss a good art style yeah but yeah so anyway, that's all, cool. back, yeah, all back of the uh time. all of the elements so far have seemed to be feeding into themselves like every time i meet a new person they show me how to do something and they ask for they ask for me to make something that will in turn you know yield more resources when i like the one lady, she wanted a loom so I could take these fibers and turn them into threads and then eventually fabric and all of that. Yeah. So it all feeds into itself pretty nicely. Uh, there's, there doesn't seem to be much of an overarching kind of story, but each person seems to have like their own troubles that you're helping them out with so that they can make peace before they go on. Yeah. I just got to, last night. I just got to the first one that I had to let go, and it made me a little sad. Mm. I was like, "Oh man, Ugh. this game knows what it's doing." Yeah, I've heard that. Like, I it's on my list of games that I will eventually get to when I have the uh, time and the money to not commit to all these big games. It's like it's kind of hard nowadays to go to indies for me because it's like there's so much stuff coming out. Maybe in March and April that'll be the time for me to actually go back. But man, yeah. it's like I all I've heard from people is that game is really emotional and I'm like, oh no, I don't know if that's what I need from my <laughs> from my yeah. video games right now. But yeah. It is yeah, it is like pretty emotional at times, but it's also like relaxing and stuff at the same time. It's got like the same kind of meditative quality that I got just trucking along and like death stranding or whatever mm. where it's real easy to just kind of do your thing or get yourself in a cycle of doing things like go set some stuff to cook and then go fish or and set your route and all of that yeah, yeah. i'm sure so, some will love it oh yeah fishing game yeah Sam. exactly Oh, uh, that'll be all he does and then people will be like that all of his spirits are gonna be like oh no we're never going to the afterlife. Yeah, basically. Yeah. But no. But yeah, it's real cool that way. I never figured I'd be playing one of these kind of games. No. But here we are. Yeah. Welcome to my side of the world. Oh, there's one of the actions you can take along with, like, when you talk to people, you get, like, a little radial thing where it's, like, talk, food, presence, and then one of the buttons is hug, and that's just great. Yeah, that's uh, I like that. It's cool. Yeah. But no, so would you recommend it? I I assume I, you do because I would. Yeah. First of all, it's a it's a game no, outside of something I would normally try, and it's not disappointed me yet. So that normally gets a at least give it a look. And then if you like those kind of games, you would for sure enjoy it. Mm, nice. Let's see. What's it on? Actually, is it? It's on Switch, right? It's on the Switch, and I've seen it on the PlayStation 4. I've got it on the okay. Switch, because I found it at a discounted price there. Yeah. And PlayStation so, yeah, did not have one. So My 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 hair is just refusing to cooperate today. Um, <laughs> it's just going everywhere. Like, ugh. But no. I definitely do want to pick it up at some point. It's definitely up my alley. It's kind of weird that I missed it the first time around. Um, 
because that is the kind of game that I'd usually very easily gravitate towards. So I definitely will have to check it out. Yeah. Uh, at some point. Um, finally, we are doing a shorter episode today, guys. We you've had like five hour and a half episodes in a row. You're gonna have to excuse us for um <laughs> being a bit um shorter this time around. Um, I guess the final game that I've been playing uh, for the past like month or so, on and off, and the key is on and off, is Watch Dogs Legion. <laughs> I did mention it just. Um, and let me tell you, right, it's like Hitman. I played and finished Hitman in a couple of days. Uh, update oh, nice. on the Hitman situation. I finished it. It's a great game that you should play. Um, and I was like, with Watch Dogs, I started playing Watch Dogs before that. And then I went and played Hitman and played it for like 14 hours and was like, cool, I'm done with Hitman. And Watch Dogs only played for six hours. And it's, Watch Dogs is the game that I keep going back to and then something's like, oh, I'll go play this or oh, I'll go play that. Um, this is like last year that was like with Bug Fables for me. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I started that game like after I beat Ghost of Tsushima while I was still off, not at home. Yeah. And then I came back home and played Persona. And then Hades came out shortly after that. So. Oh, yeah. So, Bug Fables just kind of got shoved to the side for a while. Mm-hmm. Hades is a yeah. Oh, I need to get to Hades as well at some point. Now that I've watched uh, the No yeah, Clip documentary, do. I'm like, I need to get to it. Oh, uh, I watched the first episode of that yesterday. It's it really good. Great. You should go and check it out. Uh, YouTube.com/slash No Clip if you guys haven't checked Danny <laughs> out. He's good. He's good at what he does. Basically, video game documentaries. Um, recommend that one, and I also recommend the Final Fantasy 14 one because. Um, as someone that wasn't into fa- isn't well, I'm only into Final Fantasy as of Seven Remake. But for someone that didn't know how disastrous that game was and what Square Enix had to do to turn that game around, that documentary to me is extremely fascinating, and I'd really recommend that you go check that one out. Um, the other two super giant documentaries that I've seen, the one for Pyre and Transistor, yeah. are both really good too. There you go. So yeah, go check those out. But anyway, back to Watch Dogs. This is what I'm talking about. This is what playing Watch Dogs is like. Is you'll play it for a bit, and then you'll literally find something you think is even slightly more entertaining, and you'll go and um, pursue it. Um, but no, the reason I stopped playing Watch Dogs was, fun fact, you know how we were having those DualSense issues? Uh, I, my DualShock uh, trigger basically broke uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, update on that. Uh, I did eventually get the springs we do have them and i have fixed my dual sense i have enough springs now for it to break like another 10 times and i'll be fine amazing yeah um and it's perfectly fine but watchdogs was the game that did that and it's funny because the adaptive triggers are not good on that game because it's just like when you fire your taser there's like a weirdly awkward like clicking feeling to the trigger and it's not very good um but no so that's why I stopped playing and played Hitman instead, because I was like, fine, if you're going to break my controller, I'm going to play Hitman. Um, yeah, get in the corner. Get in the corner. Go Think about what you Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But the thing with Watch Dogs is I'm a real big fan of Watch Dogs 2. We mentioned it in an episode, and I don't know what the episode number is. We've got to the point now where we're 46 episodes deep. I don't remember every episode number off by heart anymore. Um, the underrated games. Yeah, man. it was an underrated games episode, where I think Watch Dogs 2 is a really underrated game, because I... Watch Dogs 1 is a really boring, like, average uh, GTA clone. Watch Dogs 2 is so fun and is so, like, I love the mechanics in that game. And then Watch Dogs Legion, to me, is, like, a step forward and two steps back at the same time. I think the idea of being able to choose anyone in the open world and bring them to your side 
and have you but basically have a crew of hacktivists who you've recruited and you can play as at any time and if they die they are insta dead have to play someone else it's a really cool mechanic but at the same time with doing that you lose all semblance of character all semblance of story all semblance of any motivation to do anything in the game because you're just like i'm constantly like oh i've got this character who basically controls a cargo drone hunter who you can call on a cargo drone you can jump on it and you can basically just fly wherever the fuck you want why the hell would i ever want to pick any other character now at this point when i can just get this cargo drone it's like whenever there's a stealth mission it's like you've got to sneak into this place i'm like fine by me call in the cargo drone fly up to the top of the building and off i go um (laughs) why would i want to switch characters is the feeling is it should be a game where you're like oh let's try this with this person but because you can get different equipment and different tools on all your characters it's basically as soon as you find a character that does what you want them to do that's it they're your character but they don't have any personality or any motivation because they have one of 12 pre-selected voices that may or may not match their fucking face because that's how the system works is there's like they recorded all the main character dialogue with like 12 different actors right and then obviously they place it on different characters based on it's probably more than 12 but that's basically the the how they the secret source how it's made yeah and it sounds like metal gear solid 5 did Mm -hmm. not a similar thing necessarily as in play as anyone because you play a snake the whole time Mm -hmm. but you could recruit people to your army and you could do that to anyone you wanted. Basically, you just knock them out and strap a balloon to them and they get sent back to base and you brainwash yeah. them. Yeah. Which, you know, is a solid angle because they all like have stats that contribute to something in your army. And on like side missions or stuff, you could choose to play as them, even though they just get the like tactical mask yeah. for easy of rendering purposes. But I feel like that helps them, that helps them maintain the, you know, story and character within that game rather than and just... That's, uh... Yeah, that's what I feel like Watch Dogs Legion should have done was, yes, it's you building this army, but it's a main character amassing this group of individuals to then use those individuals. It should be a thing like, oh, this guy wants someone who... Albion, Albion is basically the group of soldiers who have taken over London, who are acting as this anti-terrorist kind of police force who uh, shockingly are more like terrorists than they are anti-terrorists because of course because it's a because it's a because it's a Ubisoft non-political video game based around the actions of Brexit not political guys um but um so it'd be like one of those things where it's like oh you need to get into Albion you need to get into Albion headquarters so the idea is oh the main character goes and recruits someone that works for Albion and brings them to him so that then, when you want to go into an Albion place, you then play as that character to get in there. Or use that character yeah. as you're still the main character. Not, oh, that guy's now your character. It just kind of, it just doesn't really work. It feels like it needs the central character to fix everything towards. And you do get that, like, original character that you pick. But they're still randomly generated, so it doesn't feel like there's anything special oh, towards no. Yeah. It's a very weird kind of situation my other main problem with it is and this is coming this is it now this is this is what ps5 has done to me is it's a next generation game and it's there's no there's it's locked at 30 fps it's locked at 30 um and there's no real good reason for it because assassin's creed valhalla the other you and immortals phoenix rising i believe as well the other two ubisoft games 
have a performance mode. This one just doesn't. And it's really maybe there was something like maybe that whole recruit everybody system does something to the uh, processing of the game that hurts that because potentially. But if it's running on PS4, I have no reason to believe that they couldn't just have it. Even the PS4 version just run at sixty. Is what like? I guess you got a point. I'm, I'm just thinking. trying to think of things there because yeah. I remember, like, back when the previous generation, or, like, the PS4 mm-hmm. generation first started, a lot a lot of the time I was hearing people saying, there's no real reason that this game couldn't have been made on the PS3, but just a little less powerful. Yeah. And the one game that was, like, the exception to that was Shadow of Mordor, because the Nemesis system apparently took some fancy juju that the PS3 and Xbox couldn't mm-hmm. do yet. Yeah, like, I... I believe that it had... I think it's more of a... It was a rushed port. This Watch Dogs Legion had been delayed for so long. It was supposed to come out last March, and then they pushed it for the next-gen consoles because it wasn't ready. My guess is, was at least with Valhalla and with Phoenix, they knew already going in that they were making it a cross-gen game. Legion, I believe, just became a cross-gen game very late in development, so they couldn't really do anything about it. That's my belief. But... It's really jarring when it's just when every other game is having this feature. It's what doesn't make it feel like it's a, on the same level as these other next gen experiences. Is is like okay, yeah, I understand that you're running it for like yeah, it's running at thirteen. You get used to it eventually. You very easily equate to it again when you don't have the option of anything else. But it's very weird to me where it's like Miles Morales and. Um, destruction all-stars and all these run at 60 they're not native 4k but they're running at 60 and they have super quick loads because the loads aren't that quick either it just feels like a rush job um for like there's there's some fun gameplay to it um there's some fun systems and it's better than one i think it's i think the gameplay systems are better than watchdogs one but it's lost a lot of the character and it just feels like a rush job it genuinely just feels like they rushed this one out because they felt like they had to. It's like, I, I think it took them way too long. Which to get is yeah. weird too. Cause they could have, if they wanted to held on to it a little bit longer, because I think they, they should have. Yeah. It was sandwished between Phoenix rising and Valhalla anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, they released, they released three games in a month and a half. Um, it was crazy. Cause yeah, watchdogs was end of October Assassin's Creed was middle of November, and then Phoenix was start of December. They literally had in a month and a half break three games, and it's like that time EA decided to send Titanfall two out to die in between Call of Duty and their own also published Battlefield game. Yeah, and I mean, luckily for them, that somehow worked in their favor because then <laughs> Respawn went and made Apex, and that became this big, huge thing. So yeah. But still, Titanfall 2 did not deserve to die like that. <laughs> um, and Watch Dogs Legion, I think, was kind of lost in the the shuffle, really. I think more people paid attention to uh, Assassin's Creed, obviously. And I feel even Immortals got a bit more traction than uh, Watch Dogs in a way. Which is weird to say, because I'm pretty sure that game came out and I heard like maybe two things about it and was shocked that it had come out by now. Yeah. But no. I was like, whoa, I guess it did come out, didn't it? Mm-hmm. But no, my, my overall impressions with 
Watch Dogs Legion so far, and I'm still very early on. My opinions can change. Um, it's, it's just it's nothing special. It's just a Ubi, it's a Ubisoft game, and that like at this point, I'm just like, yeah, it's a damn shame because I'm sick of these like. I played Far Cry Five, fucking boring video game. I'm playing Watch Dogs Legion, fucking boring kind of video game. I think Far Cry's worse. I think Far Cry suffers from copy and paste syndrome far more than any other Ubisoft game. People always go on about Assassin's Creed coming out every year. Far Cry's even worse. Far Cry hasn't changed since Far Cry Three, uh, really. Yeah. Uh, and, and even then, they haven't even then, it wasn't do it as well because I don't. Th- Pagan Min's like Troy Baker did a decent job performing him, but was not on fast. Oh, we have lost Hunter real quick. Oh, you there? We're back. I see you. What I what I was saying was <laughs> Far Cry Four. Like even though Troy Baker did a good job with the bad guy in that game, I think yeah. that you know he doesn't. He isn't on Voss's level. Mm-hmm. I'd say the same yeah. with the Far Cry Five villain, uh, Joseph Seed. He's he's an int- the thing with Far Cry Five is it's an interesting premise and it's got an interesting villain. It's just the gameplay isn't interesting and the way that that game is structured is awful where the game forces you out of, like, the game's like, you do so much in this area, and then we force you out into a forced story section, and then you go and do more, and then we have a forced ending to that story section as well, and it's just really awfully paced and done. When you're done with that story part, does stuff in the area you were just finishing magically pop up to do again? Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, it does. Ghost of Tsushima did that, and I was like, oh, man, Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back. Yeah, it's annoying... But yeah, it was. Uh, but no, Watch Dogs to me is. I see the potential. It's just they could have done with. They could have done with longer in the oven. I'm not saying that in a cyberpunk sense. I don't think the games. The game's got a few glitches. No, it and seems like errors the game is functional it. at least. Yeah. It work. The systems work, and it does what it intends to do. I just feel like the story and everything around it could have been a bit better handled. Uh, London looks great. They did a good job of recreating London. Like to me, it's a really cool-looking open world, um, and it's it's very. It's obviously it's not one to one, but it it genuinely does feel like London, which is good. Um, but again, there's nothing super engaging. There's nothing there that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to just hop back in that world because I can and I have been for like the past two weeks. You know, it's 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 an interesting game. It's it's the de- it's it's one of those seven out of ten games. It's like six out of ten, seven out of ten. It's just one of those. It's fine. Which in twenty twenty, when you're having games like <laughs> Persona Five and Animal Crossing and Last of Us and Hades and all Hades. these other massive games that are tens out ten out of tens, nine out of tens, a six or a seven just doesn't feel. Like it's worth your time at times, and I don't know. Yeah. I hope I cha- I hope my opinion changes when I get back to it this week, but I have a feeling that it won't. But there you go. Uh, but with that, I think we're done. I think that's everything that I have. I don't know about you, Hunter. Are you have you said everything you need <laughs> that you think you need to? For now, anyway. For I now, anyway. I've said everything. Yeah. No. 
up with something for next week. Yeah, and now back to the drawing board. Hopefully regularly scheduled programming uh, next week. We'll see what happens. But no, thank you all for listening slash watching uh, this week. Remember, uh, you can find us on podcast services everywhere. Go to Linktree. That's linktr.ee slash hotgamersonly. Uh, you can find us on every podcast service. Leave us a good review if you would. That would be swell. Um, indeed it would. Indeed it would. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Um, other than that, uh, thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, where, Hunter, where can people find you? Okay, Hunter has got someone coming into the room. So we're going to do something extremely dastardly. I'm going to say where I can find me. You can find me first. Are you ready for this? First time for everything, guys. First time for everything. Ready? At Chaotic Ether on both Twitter and Twitch. We have just broken the cycle. Uh, and this is what I call filling. Oh, Hunter, hey, where can people find you? YouTube.com slash ReaperHunter23. And there you go. That's the cycle broken. Uh, write that one down in the history books, guys. That was the first time I said where you can find me first. There you go. Wow. Uh, but no, with that, that has been our show. Thank you ever so much for listening. Remember, subscribe uh, bit.ly slash HGOYT. We'd really appreciate it. Get us to 100 subs so that we can uh, force Kyle to play Mario 64 uh, and also so we can start releasing Definitive. Uh, that'll be great. Um, but with that, we'll be back later this week with some reviews. We'll be back next week for your regularly scheduled uh, random podcast episode about a random topic we'll come up with the night before. But until then, have a great week, and we'll see you then. Bye. Toodaloo.